0: party and mtv scream recap podcast where we talk about teens getting murdered i am marn i use she her pronouns and you can find me on twitter at corpse survivors and joining me is the first of three other hosts it's emma hi i'm emma i use any pronouns you can find me
1: on twitter at emma
2: and joining me is the second of the other three hosts it's nessa hey i'm nessa you can find me on TikTok at Loch L-O-C-H-N-E-A-S-S-A. It's kind of a joke on Loch Ness Monster, but it's my name, she, her.
3: And last but not least, joining me is Jacqueline. Hello, hello, I'm Jacqueline, she, her. You can find me on Tumblr at Swampert.
0: And today we are talking about episodes three and four of MTV Scream, the TV show. Now, I do want to issue a retraction for something that we said in the last episode because we've done some more research into it.
2: <laughs> You've done some more research. I retract nothing. I, well, I did
0: some more research. Emma did some research. <laughs> Emma, would you like to tell the good people about the rights issues that went with this show and what the actual story was? I would love to.
1: So, As we said last time, we said that they just did it without the rights. No mask, no characters, no place. They were offered the opportunity to buy the rights, as it turns out, and just said, nah.
2: Incredible. They said,
1: no, we're going to do something else. They described the new mask specifically as they wanted something to be more sophisticated, a new era of scream.
0: Oh my god! That, and
1: looking at the mask, I still stand by my description of it as Salvador Dali's PogChamp.
2: You're accurate in that, and I still stand
0: by. Pretty spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I so when you when you put that in like our our group chat, I read a bunch of articles about it. And I was surprised to learn that, like, the original, like, Halloween mask company that made the original Ghostface mask that they used in Scream still owns the rights to it. Like, that is the rights holder. Nice. Them.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know what I will say about the mask, which I don't think is a spoiler for this episode, mm-hmm. but they have said multiple times that the mask that he wears is not something you can get in a Halloween store, but is medically required due to his face surgeries which yeah (laughs) is it spooky yes does it seem like something you could get at a halloween store yes does it seem like something a medical professional would make for a child who's just gone through several horrific face surgeries No. not even a little
0: bit yeah, they say in episode four, I think that there were actually several different masks for like one for each surgery. Yeah, which I guess is the explanation for why there are like a bunch of them in circulation. <laughs> which, well,
2: the the worst way you could go about that just be like, yeah, there's a guy online who makes replicas for fifty bucks. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine there were, like, different styles, like, every time there was a different surgery, they sort of themed it for the month, and maybe they just made a, they had a lot of, like, emergency October surgeries.
1: <laughs> it's like when my dog goes to the groomer and they give him a little bandana.
2: Oh my god. The other kids are gonna love it. It looks like you're screaming. Aren't <laughs> you
0: a handsome okay, so- little
2: Halloween man?
0: So I found what one of the, like, MTV execs said about why they chose to go with, like, the new mask. She said, it's a darker, almost more grounded, evolved version of the mask. I think we, we did <laughs> that's the mention quote I was that looking last for. week. I mean, I, I think it's interesting because they actually tried to, like, do, like, oh, this mask has, like, backstory now. It's not just, like, a Halloween mask that we found. But... It is extremely funny that like the company that owns like that mask was like, "Hey, like you could have the rights if you want to use them." And they were like, "We're good actually."
3: <laughs> no thanks. And like what what does it say that they're like, "No, we're too good for the original scream stuff." Like, yeah.
0: Oh, they they wanted to be darker and edgier, guys. <laughs> They wanted to ground themselves in reality.
2: The cardigan reality.
0: (laughs) The cardigan Cardigan reality. reality. Oh, so episode three starts with a flashback to Halloween 1994, which is so like visibly not 1994 like they don't really do a lot to visually distinguish that my wife like looked up in the middle of the scene and was like who are these (laughs) kids do we know them
1: i literally paused the episode and thought that it took me to season three again by accident because it was so different because the previous episode ended on emma like ready to throw hands in her house and I was just so surprised that we didn't pick up exactly where we left off. And I was like, I don't know these teens.
0: It is really weird that they don't, like, throw a date on the screen to distinguish that it's a flashback. They just make you, like, sit through it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, this is a flashback.
1: And it comes to, English. like, Noah explaining the flashback.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Halloween night 1994 was a bitch.
3: And, like, they've done more visually distinguished flashbacks before, Mm -hmm. so why not slap a filter over it or something?
2: Yeah. Period accurate
0: costumes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they... Yeah. They they really... They really try to trick you, I think i like I guess that was the intent like they they trick you into thinking that it's like present day teens getting murdered, and then it's like, oh no, this is like the Brandon James thing that they talked about before, which by the way i for <laughs> i like forgot. What math was and I was like 20 years before 2015 that can't have been 1994 right? And I was like oh no that was 1994.
2: (laughs) Okay it's not that bad because like also at the same time I was like how the hell did Emma get made? Like she she got made like very shortly after the murders (laughs) like three years or something
0: probably Yeah that was why that was why I was confused because I was like her mom like if Her mom is, like, 30, like, in her late 30s at best, I think, if that math works out.
2: Yeah, and it's one of those few shows where, like, the mom is not played by, like, a
0: 25-year-old. Like, the mom looks kind of older than 35 or whatever. I mean, it's been implied at this point, because, like, Emma's dad hasn't been seen in, like, years or whatever. Like, I think you find out that she... Was like a teen pregnancy situation. I don't remember though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was what struck me because her mom is played by like an actress who is like much older. And um, I I think we do hold on. <laughs> they needed her to be with how old all the teens look. Yeah, I
2: know. <laughs> yeah, that's just how you look when you turn thirty-five. Get ready, everybody. <laughs> yeah,
0: she should be like thirty-eight. I think that's how the math shakes out. I don't know. Anyway, Noah and Piper have crime scene photos of that for some reason. Yeah, I don't just I don't know
1: if I like what they're setting up with Noah and Piper.
0: They also so yeah, so they're talking about the victims of the Brandon James massacre, which is what the flashback is. Like you see someone get like a tr- like a tree limb like stabbed through their face. Um and then it kind of like pans out um to Noah and Piper talking about this and then talking about like oh who could be copycatting Brandon James and I noticed um that the like photos that they're looking at in this scene are like the exact same crime scene photos that the sheriff has later yes yes that was
2: driving me crazy
0: yeah <laughs> and i was like well, how how like there's no way that they got a hold of the actual crime scene photos.
1: Yeah. And it's like, we haven't seen, like, Noah and Piper interact outside of their one interaction. Yeah. So Why for him they to just be, like, this? vibing with her with... I wrote down, uh... Oh no, Mr. B vibes. If Noah hooks up with the podcaster, I'll commit no. arson. <laughs>
2: no! Emma, please, don't speak this into existence. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so you get the little cold open with them, and then it uh it cuts to Emma. Again, there's this thing where, like, Noah and Emma are, are like, fighting for protagonist status. Because, like, they, they ended the last episode with Emma, and then we don't get to find out what's going on with her for, like, a little while. Like, they make you wait the whole cold open. Um... But she walks in on on her mom Maggie and the sheriff, uh, talking in the morgue, and she like hides behind a corner because she wants to eavesdrop on them, um, and she hears a bunch of juicy information. She uh she hears that they're pretty sure that uh that Rachel's suicide was staged. Um, the sheriff is postponing the investigation so that like her family can have uh today the day happening right now in the show. Uh, for her wake and her her funeral and and whatever, and um, the sheriff also says that he's still trying to locate Emma's dad, and he hasn't been successful yet, which Emma overhears. Um, and then she confronts her mom about it. Doesn't
2: she hold off for a second? Because doesn't she like sneak into the corner and get that uh, chirpster DM right after? <laughs> oh that? yeah, yes, chirpster lives. <laughs> yeah, from Brandon James <laughs> underscore ninety four.
0: yeah yeah the killer dms her for like a burner twitter account (laughs) um and is like oh your mom's not trustworthy she's lying to you
2: yeah shout out to emma for having her twitter notifications on because uh, yeah (laughs) i would not get that message i would i would like two days later i'd open twitter in a browser and i'd be like oh i got a message
0: yeah, shout out to Emma for having uh the function where strangers can actually DM you, <laughs> and they don't just get like shoved into a folder for months. <laughs> and then and then she confronts her mom once the once the sheriff leaves. Wait, does she confront her later? She yeah, she confronts her later. Never mind. I wrote down. Uh, Maggie hasn't told Emma, and then I was like, they talk here, right? No, they talk later. Um, she she tells the sheriff that she hasn't told Emma because she doesn't want to, like, add to the trauma that Emma's going through right now, which is fair. Um, and she also just doesn't want to explain her own, like, traumatic situation that she was in, which is kind of fair. But also, if it has, like, additional context for the murders that are happening right now, I feel like you should. The the adults
2: are very relatable this episode, because, like, especially, spoilers, but when we cut to later, and, like, Emma's mom is like, I'm dealing with the situation. That's, like, me every time an electricity bill comes in. I'm like, <laughs> I'm dealing with it. I've got a lot of my, don't you know I have to go to work every single day? And I have to do, you know, tra- confront my traumatic past? It's a lot. It's a lot right now, okay?
0: Yeah, I like that Maggie is kind of, the, the like, elder final girl in this show, she's, like, almost the, the, like, scream for Sydney or whatever, but she also is just, like, trying to live her life and have a job. She doesn't she's have time like, for I... teens. I... Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Like, I'll talk about it to the sheriff who can actually do
2: stuff about it. I don't need a bunch of random kids and my daughter to know my whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to end up on a podcast. <laughs> they will not keep it secret. This is just, like, the immediate, like, literally every single time anyone learns anything in this episode, they run to go tell another person.
0: That's so true. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so then, then they cut to Brooke, who is trying to have cyber sex with Mr. Branson. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. I hate it. Cut it out of the show.
0: Yeah. yeah. Get rid of it. Also, why does she have. I think. He gave her his personal Skype? <laughs> I mean,
2: technically, they are not in anything. Technically, he is a video. <laughs> like, she, the, the thing they're in looks like a video player, not an actual, like, thing you could talk to. Other okay, that's like. true.
1: This is before the Zoom era.
0: I just assumed it was Skype, because tw- cause Discord wasn't really a. A thing yet in twenty fifteen, and neither was Zoom. So I was like, "Oh, it's gotta be yeah, Skype." It was then. definitely Skype.
1: It was Skype. We're figuring... it was whatever they'll call Skype, a la chirpster. Oh, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, the other option is that it is a video player, and that he like pre-recorded the entire thing, <laughs> and she's just like, she's she's having the conversation along to the beats.
0: Yeah, you know, it's like a time traveler situation. So, Mr. Branson's like, hey, I like I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this, like, cybering thing with you. And Brooke is like, too bad. I hid naked photos of myself in your classroom. Bye. Marn, you make it sound so
2: bad. It's a sexy scavenger hunt. <laughs> also, it's not
1: Mr. B that doesn't want to do the cyber stuff. It's Brooke.
2: Yeah. Mr. B
1: is like, keeps trying to get him to come to the hotel room. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and Mr. B. She, is like, well, she no, says she's
0: in a hotel room, and then she says she's in her mom's bedroom. No,
2: she says she's on her mom's. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like a real rich person thing. It's like a standby room. It's when you, basically, when you like own a hotel, it's like a room that's reserved for you twenty four seven.
0: Oh, see, I missed that. I thought she was literally in her mom's bedroom. Okay, that makes it a little less weird. Yeah, no,
2: she's at it, although it does not look like an actual hotel. She's like, he's like, what's up with the five-star accommodations? And I'm like, yeah, this looks like a, this looks like a B minus Marriott. Yeah. <laughs> the Marriott that has all the old furniture.
0: Yeah, and so she she wants him to come there so that they, they can get it on, um, and he's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. Um. And then she says that she hid, uh, sexy photos of herself in his classroom.
3: I think the reason these plots just never work for me is because they always go for the, like, oh, but the student is also is being manipulative and is, like, is, is doing, is driving it for, and, like, that's, I I don't know. It just bums me out.
2: If they are, it's because they've been traumatized in a way that they don't fully comprehend yet. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I'm in control of this situation. I'm not going to realize that I wasn't in two years.
0: It's not good. I will say they get past this plot point eventually and like stop writing about it almost entirely. And I'm happy for it. (laughs) I would say spoilers. I they should have done it sooner.
2: (laughs) They should have done it. They should have done it the first episode, like six seconds of episode one.
0: Yeah. So then we see Jake digging up a box in the woods with a shovel that he also hid in the woods <laughs> under a comically oversized rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like <laughs> he like moves this rock aside, grabs a full-size shovel out from under the oversized rock and digs a box out of the ground, and then the box is empty, and he's like, son of a bitch, <laughs> and then it cuts away. <laughs> I gotta say, I liked Jake a lot more this episode. Yeah, I was about to say that, too. He gets some good moments in this episode. He's in yeah, his villain era now. Yeah, like he's he's more fun when he's like doing this kind of stuff and, like, actually having character moments and, and also kind of, like, being a little bit stupid and, and bad at his his crime stuff that he does as opposed to, like, when they're making him be, like, a horny weirdo. Yeah.
2: Although I am worried yeah. they're just setting him up to be, like, or just be like, yeah, yeah, here's a guy. You don't care if he dies. Oh, but maybe you do care if he dies. And then they kill him. And I'll be like, no, but the guy... I ca- True. I cared about him now. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's just
0: me worried. We're going to get a whole episode that is just like tragic Jake backstory, and then they'll like cut him in half with a chainsaw. No! <laughs> um, so then. Uh, so, we're kind of, like, checking in on, on all of our main characters, seeing what they're up to. Uh, so, then we get Audrey at uh, Rachel's wake, um, which she, like, ditches the wake itself, which is in Rachel's house, and goes upstairs and starts testing if Rachel could actually have gotten hung from the ceiling fan. Yeah! yeah. Which, you get this kind of almost comedic moment where audrey has like her head stuck through a belt that is like made that she's made into a noose on the ceiling fan and emma walks in the room (laughs) and like screams and she just like smacks it out of audrey's hand and audrey has to explain that she was like testing to see if it was actually plausible um and Emma w- and Emma is like, yeah, I heard my mom literally say that it was faked. So we know now. <laughs> yes, but
2: also that ceiling fan could very clearly support the weight of at least one dead body. So like, True. Maybe I feel like it's like coroner confirmed, but not like not something we should be testing with our own necks maybe. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like I, similar to how I just like don't believe her at all when she says that she's not a lesbian. Uh, I, I don't believe, I don't believe her at all that she was just testing to see if it would work.
0: Yeah, they do. They do really keep that a little bit ambiguous. Yeah. Although but
1: also, what a yikes moment for Rachel's mother. Bro, no, you were at a, awake. Yeah,
2: there are other people there. Her Rachel's mom would have to be like, "All right, we have to burn the house to the ground with all of you in it now." Clearly, this yeah. bedroom is cursed.
0: To which, um, I had a I, I wrote down that I ha- I had like a conversation with my wife at this point about um why would you disguise the second murder as a suicide? Like they they already know that there's been murders happening
2: <laughs> yeah yeah this one's a little pretty little liars
1: yeah the only it, thing it, i can think of is if we're gonna learn later on that like rachel knew something connected to the murders that if it was like very clear that rachel was murdered would make that link faster rather than slower
0: that's yeah, that's an interesting point. Homophobia? <laughs> I mean, my my thought kind of was like, okay, well the killer wants the like still wants everybody to think that it's Tyler. So like the second one, if it's like someone unconnected to Tyler can't be like a a personal murder. Oh but yeah. Also, I don't know. Like Again, I, I've written down a quote from my wife. Why disguise one as a suicide when you've already started slashing? Yeah. I, mean, I feel like
1: we're going to learn more about Rachel later because for her to be the second victim also, it means that yeah the killer has to know something that we don't yet and have some sort of connection other than just this is the person Audrey was making out with. They have to know more about her somehow. And I feel like they're setting it up for us to, like, figure out the connection, especially when later on Audrey is like, no, this is the same voice changer app Rachel uses in her zombie movies.
0: Mm, that's that's true. I didn't think about
3: that. Definitely. Yeah. And, like, spinning the chessboard around for a second, I think that, like, like, from the perspective of the killer, you really, I think the biggest thing I can think of, like, like, for disguising the second murder is like oh you want to lay low for a while and pretend that this is not a serial killing and Mm, true but that's not what happened because like because like this is a slasher tv show so you like almost can't do that yeah it's 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 interesting because this show feels in a lot of ways like it's like being pulled and these by these two different impulses of like wanting to be sort of this long form mystery uh and also wanting to be like the slasher
0: yeah, it's um it's it's really interesting cuz uh I we'll probably talk about this once we get into season 2 a little bit more, but the writing staff like completely changed between seasons 1 and 2. Like oh. the showrunner actually left and the show is like taken over by two new like head writers. Um and it feels like those two writing staffs had very different sensibilities and like ideas on how to do a long form slasher tv show <laughs> oh. and this season is definitely more of a, like a a slow burn mystery i think i'm kind of vibing with that i'm not gonna lie i am yeah i i, I think i think that they've set they set up the mystery very well in these first few episodes Um, speaking of which, we get a nice little scene with Jake and Will, uh, where Jake pulls up at Will's house and is like, hey, the money that we stashed in the woods with Tyler is gone. And they have this whole back and forth where Will says that he took the money because, uh, Jake lied about shutting down their operation. Um, and Will's very upset because Jake is rich and doesn't really have anything to lose. But Will is not, and he could lose his scholarship and his chance to get into college if anybody finds out that they're doing something illegal, we don't know what yet.
1: He also says to lose Emma, and I like this dichotomy of Will definitely thinks he and Emma are still dating, and Emma does not yeah. think that.
0: Yeah, he sure does.
1: <laughs> he also there's also I feel like it's important to mention that Will is just a farm boy working and like piloting farm mechanical equipment that gets zoomed in on way too closely to not end up being a murder weapon later
0: oh yeah he has that huge piece of heavy machinery that i don't know what it's called it's like some sort of plow or something maybe it's, it's doing not a something pressure. in the dirt it could
1: do damage that's what it looks like
0: yeah it's like it has like a big like rotating blade or something Um, I, I really like kind of, I remember not really liking the whole like Will and Jake storyline when I've watched this previously, but like watching it and paying closer attention to it, I actually am, am kind of enjoying it. Um, I kind of like the, that they address the, the kind of like imbalances between the two of them where like Jake is, is really rich and like can afford to kind of fuck around and get in trouble and will is like no like i we have to stop doing this because like i got into i got into college i could lose my scholarship like i i'm just like i work on a farm dude
2: (laughs) technically he hasn't gotten into college yet because that's the big thing that happens later
0: true yeah and and jake just just doesn't really care until will pushes him into uh into caring about it by taking the money away yeah yeah and, uh, he basically puts jake in a timeout
3: he's yeah, like you can have yeah. the money
1: back when you are a good boy and delete everything
0: <laughs> yeah and and jake is kind of miffed that like will has done this like he says later that he he's mad at will like he doesn't think he's trustworthy anymore even though it's like Kind of a completely understandable thing to do. Yeah. Especially e- when you especially think your like
1: third member of this yeah. is a murderer.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, like, especially when the third person that you were stashing the money with is like a gone rogue, so you think. Like, yeah, I would take that stuff out of the woods. I wouldn't want him to have it.
2: It does kind of inform both. Jake's actions and will's actions when they you realize later they both think that Tyler is alive and is like yeah machinationing like I can see that like Jake is like some later episode being like you don't understand, Tyler also had this on me, which is why I was like so intent on continuing this bullshit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think the fact that, like, the two of them know that Tyler is actually capable of, like, extortion <laughs> definitely informs a lot of what they do in these two episodes <laughs> and, like, <laughs> their kind of reactions to the situation as they understand it. <laughs> so then, um, there's another Emma and Audrey scene. Uh, it kind of skips forward in time. Um, they talk at the cafe that emma works at and emma comes clean to audrey and says like she's been getting these phone calls from the killer she thinks that like he might know who she is um and that he's been talking about like uh he wants to show her the truth and like she shouldn't trust her mom i will say i am using he pronouns for the killer because that's what they are using in the show i like I, not because it's a spoiler or anything, that's just what they'd say because the voice changer is a male voice. Um, and then Audrey is like, well, the killer DM'd you. You should just DM him back.
2: <laughs> In the parallel universe where this was big instead of Teen Wolf, like we all had shirts that says, let's direct message his ass back.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the world where this was
0: big, someone made a fan site that was chirpster. oh god um and so so Emma actually does this uh Audrey wants her to ask the killer why he killed Rachel, and she does and and we don't get the payoff for that uh until later, but um then they go to school, so this all happens in like weird compressed time. I'm assuming that all of this is happening on like a weekend um because we had the party one night and then people are walking around during the during the day and like the teens are are doing stuff during the day and then we go and then we get to them at school so I'm assuming everything prior to this happened on a weekend um I'm I'm gonna try not to think too hard about like the actual (laughs) timeline of when they go to school because I I have a feeling it's not great uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those classic 6 a.m. wakes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so then uh Riley and Brooke and Emma are all in the girls' bathroom at school talking. Um and Riley is complaining because Noah has ghosted her after the party. Although I think this was before the term ghosting took off. So she's just like, he hasn't texted me since the party
2: or since their football field moment
0: oh that's right yeah since since their little like basketball football field date um it's because he's been talking to the podcaster (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's been looking at crime scene photos with piper is of texting back the very nice girl that he went on a date with get it together
2: noah Get your ass back in the episode. This episode is lacking in Noah monologues. We hit, like, four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For these, like, two episodes, we only get, like, one
0: monologue per episode. I'm drying up over here. <laughs> um, and they, they also talk about how Brooke is going to, like, try to fill, like, the mean girl power vacuum that Nina left behind at school. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because she's wearing Nina's lipstick.
0: Yes, she is wearing Nita's lipstick.
3: It's very like Heather Duke donning the, the yes. red skunkie. Yes.
0: It really
2: is. I wonder if it's the same tube, because if so, yay, but in a good way.
0: <laughs> I was also thinking that. <laughs> <An> indirect kiss. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um And they and Emma is just generally being weird because she's like, ah, I'm waiting on a DM from the murderer. um and, and Brooke and Riley are like, hey, are you good? Like, what's up with you, Emma? And I was like, I'm just sad about our dead friend. You know how it is. No other reason. And they're like, oh, yeah, of course. Even though literally the last episode, they were all like, I'm not that sad that Nina died. <laughs> Grief works
1: in mysterious ways.
0: Um, and then and then Emma like leaves to go to class, and Will flags her down in the hallway and tries to give her back an iPod that she left in his car. <laughs> but Emma's like, "This is my really old iPod. Like, where did you get this?" She's like, "I, I haven't said the have been together word iPod.
1: for like a long time. Like, how yeah. long have Will and Emma been together?"
0: um that's a good question i i want to say i think you find out later okay but definitely a couple years um yeah they imply yeah it seems
2: like it's been a hot minute let's assume they're seniors so four years they got together freshman year
0: that could be correct that's a creepily long time well especially when you're a teenager Yeah, I'm trying to think if they're juniors or seniors, because they're still in high school in, in season two, and I think time passes between the two, but I have no idea how much time passes. There's, <laughs> so I feel it, like they're either...
1: seniors because they're applying for college.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Or I guess at least, they must be seniors.
1: Or at least Will's a senior because he's applying for college, but he's in their classes, so presumably they're all seniors then.
0: Yeah, I guess they are seniors, so maybe not that much time passes in between seasons. Yeah, And they're still seniors. I don't know. Or they just do, like, the Pretty Little Liars thing where they're seniors for two years and nobody thinks too hard about it. Yeah.
2: It was just Halloween twice. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone everyone be cool. (laughs) Everyone
3: be cool. (laughs) Either way, this is, like, the corniest move, though.
0: It's really corny. He's like... Oh, remember that that cool beach trip playlist that you put on on this iPod for like the the date that we went on to the beach? Remember the good times, Emma? And she's like, sure. It's the kind of
3: thing where like you, you he said, he acts like he just stumbled upon it, but you know <laughs> that he like found this like a year ago and stored it away so that he could do this one day.
0: Yeah, he absolutely just, like, had this in a drawer. (laughs) I was like, man, I know what'll make Emma like me again. This iPod. Her own possession. (laughs) That I've just had in my house.
2: God, if that iPod actually had been in his truck the whole time, can you imagine how cooked it would have been? I know! (laughs) The inside of a hot truck, an iPod just sitting in there for, like, three full years.
1: To be fair, iPod, the old iPods could last through a lot.
2: Yeah, but they weren't, they did, they got real hot when you left them, like, I guess it was mostly if you, like, left them on the dashboard or on the seat, but, like, still they could get pretty damn hot in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I had an iPod Nano, they were, sure, devices that existed. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, remarkable to me that they were already kind of out of fashion by 2015. Oh, yeah. The iPod Touch was of any... If
1: people were still using iPods at all, it was the iPod Touch by, like, 2012. Yeah. Because I remember, like, that was the switch. When I was in eighth grade, people started having iPod Touches. And do you have games on your iPod Touch? Uh, (laughs) And I was the one man who had an iPod Classic through senior year of high school.
0: Yep, that was me. I had a nano through senior year.
2: <laughs>
1: but yeah, because by the time baby. it got to 2015, most people had a smartphone.
0: Yeah.
2: I was a touch baby and I didn't have a smartphone.
0: Aye. I yeah, I had a flip phone until my freshman year of college because my flip phone um broke in half. <laughs> <laughs> I had a weird one, though, because it was one of the ones that was a square, and it, like, rotated on a hinge outwards. Oh, I outwards. Love those. Yeah. And it just, um, the hinge broke, and it snapped into two pieces. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess I'm getting a new phone. <laughs>
1: I like being able to provide the young folk perspective on the technology considering 2015 was the end of my junior year of high school and start of
0: my senior year of high school. You're you're the Zennial voice that we need on this podcast. Are you are you technically a Zennial? I think so. I don't so know.
2: 94-98 is kind of like a hell
0: zone for everyone. Yeah, that's
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm,
0: ni- I'm 95.
3: 98.
0: Oh yeah, 96. 98 crew. Woo. Woo! Yeah! So we're all in the gray zone. <laughs> I'm just on the on the older end of the gray zone. <laughs> um so yeah, so Emma takes her iPod back cuz Will's like, "Well, maybe I'll just hang on to it if you don't want it." And I was like, "No, I'll I'll have it back, please." <laughs> for for the
2: memories. And also cuz yeah. it's mine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she like says that she's taking it back for sentimental value, and it's like, well, I think it's a little bit because Will is being a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you get a scene in the classroom where Mr. Branson is trying to give a class lecture while also like turning over his entire classroom looking for Brooks' spicy photos. Why didn't he come in early? That was my question!
1: Like, I know they hadn't been subtle about it, but there's a line.
0: Holy shit. Yeah, why didn't he come in 15 minutes early to to work and check then? Instead of making eye contact with Brooke while he's doing it. (laughs) And, like, walking around the classroom lifting up random books, like, very obviously looking for something. Yeah. Is this part of the sex game? I
3: guess. Oh, God, don't put all your students into the game. Like, (laughs) it's bad enough that there's at least that there's one of them already, but, like, making the classroom into your little play zone is ugh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I I guess the implication is that he thinks that they're just like out in the open somewhere for everyone to see, but they're in an envelope. Wait, were they, were they in, were in, an in- a- o- No they I thought they were behind I, like I sticking out from behind a poster. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were like in an envelope behind the poster. I could be wrong. Oh, I thought her tits were just out there.
3: I think they were. I think they oh, were. Maybe they
0: were. <laughs> Okay, I'm wrong. I
2: think they were, but also they were hidden pretty. Old. Like I feel like nobody would have gotten up and been like, "Oh, what's this?"
0: Behind, yes, yeah, the they were. Post. They were definitely pretty hidden. I guess like the implication that like, he thinks he's gonna fucking like turn on the overhead projector and everybody is gonna get to see nudes, but it's like I, but like I Brooke don't... wouldn't do that. Yeah, like I don't feel like that's the point of the of the thing, my guy. Um, And he's also giving a lecture on, like, love and desire while he's doing this, because they, of course, have to have the, like, English teacher giving the lesson that is thematically relevant. And uh, he splits everyone into pairs to perform dramatic scenes together, (laughs) because he wants to get rid of them, basically. He's like, oh, it's time for group projects. (laughs)
2: Emma and Kieran, Audrey and Will, Jake and Brooke, and all the extras, I'll pair you off later.
1: And Noah and Pi- uh Noah and Riley.
0: Noah and Riley, oh, yeah. Yep, Noah and Riley.
1: Very important, <laughs> Noah and Riley. <laughs>
0: um, and so and to so this scene's that Emma and Kieran actually get to talk, which is very funny because they, they all move to the library and during this like whole scene with Emma and Karen like, talking and just, like, having a nice conversation, it keeps cutting to Will, like, frowning at them across the room. (laughs) My
2: girlfriend's talking to that guy, and I have to talk to a lesbian. Uh, Sorry, I'm (laughs) bi-curious.
0: Just, it was so funny to me it keeps like intercutting their conversation with just like a static shot of will like narrowing his eyes at them <laughs> cuz he like very obviously thinks they're flirting but they're they're just like talking about their parents trying to solve crime <laughs>
2: that's the best um, that's the best romance in tv shows is girl and yeah
0: guy who just
2: just have a conversation, just a normal human conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they talk about uh Emma Emma says like, "Oh yeah, my mom has been pulling like really late night shifts like working on these murders." And Karen's like, "Oh yeah, mine too." Uh and he mentions that his dad has been like going over the old case files from the Brandon James murders. Um and Emma still think and and Emma thinks that like there's a connection between, like, the murders that are happening now and the Brandon James case, and she wants to come over and, and take a look at them. And Karen's like, well, I'll just bring them to you. I'll bring them to your house. And uh,
3: they make a little date. Yeah. The whole Kema thing, like, isn't, isn't working for me as well as I wish it was, because, like, I don't think he was even in the next episode at all.
2: Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he I don't was think... <laughs> I do I do yeah, ship Emma with the um, I, I ship her with not Jake. Just like anything that will get her away. Not Jake, sorry. Not Will. Anything that will get her away from Will,
0: yes. We love it. We support it.
2: Fair. Hashtag
0: ally. True. <laughs> so, so true. Yeah, it's, it's weird that they are like, kind of setting Kieran up as a romantic interest, but he is just like, not in... The show for minutes at a time <laughs> like he he shows up every couple scenes and is like, "Hey, Emma, here's the deal with me. like twenty
1: minutes. There's so many different plot lines they're having us cut between so rapidly mm-hmm. and catch up with that it's so easy to lose track of like four different plot lines <laughs> per episode,
3: yeah." <laughs> Yeah.
2: To be fair, I mean, not for long. Yeah, as is the conceit of slasher show.
4: Yeah,
0: that is true. Yeah, true. I w- yeah. Um, and so we we also get a little scene with uh Riley and Noah, and Riley kind of gets on his case about ghosting her, and, uh, and Noah asks her to hang out. He like sort of asks her out, and it, it, but it's more of just like a. Hey, I would like to for you to come and hang out with me.
1: <laughs> he does say hang out romantically. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I said this in the Discord, but I we haven't said it on the show. Which this it was around this moment that I was like, oh, oh, he's Teen Spencer Reed. Uh, <laughs> From Criminal the way I'm putting it.
3: Hey. <laughs> I- I loved Criminal Minds so much when I was when I was younger. Same. But the problem with Noah for me, and specifically in that comparison, is that I think he's just too neurotypical.
0: Yeah, he's a bit. He's a bit. That's so, that's so yeah. true. Yeah. Noah has like <laughs> he has like the bearing of a theater kid who they're trying to make me believe is like really into true crime shows <laughs> instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like i look at him and i'm like i know you you're my classmate brad who was in the theater program at my high school <laughs> and then they're trying to be like no he's weird he's a weirdo he really likes murder and violent <laughs> video games <laughs> and elon musk
2: and elon musk <laughs> I mean, I would believe the last one. Yeah. There's got to yeah, be I would, some I would absolutely yeah. There's some theater bro out there who's like I'm a big old
0: muskhead or whatever they're called. <laughs> oh god. So Kieran does bring the Brandon James files over to Emma's and they uh they look at crime scene photos together romantically. Is what I've <laughs> written down. Yep. They have a little date at Emma's house where they're just looking at crime scene photos. And um and then Kieran finds out that his dad is like on his way home and he has to dip. And then at, like on his way out the door he's like, haha yeah, I don't want to get arrested again. <laughs> 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 yup. And he's like, if you play piano for me, I'll tell you the whole story. Yeah, because he he learns that Emma used to play the piano, and she's like, "Oh, I don't I don't really play anymore." Uh, and he's like, "If you if you play me a little song, I'll tell you the story about how I got arrested." <laughs> and then he just leaves. <laughs> I do appreciate that they're giving us a little bit of like some level of intrigue to try and 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 hook us on Kieran, but then he uh disappears for the rest of these episodes.
3: Yeah, I he's not too intriguing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're like, ooh, he's a bad boy, he's been arrested. Was it for hope you weren't <laughs> hope you weren't expecting to see him for the next sixty minutes. <laughs> was it for murder, maybe?
3: <laughs> Could he be the killer, perhaps, in this mystery of a murderer?
1: Imagine when this was airing and you just would see him for like two weeks. <laughs> I know! That's
0: buggers!
1: <laughs> like not even in the background of any of the shots, I don't think.
0: Yeah, he just is gone. <laughs> it would
2: be crazy and like much more concerning if, like, you just were over Noah and Riley making out, and you just saw Kieran kind of sitting awkwardly in the background, just like. <laughs>
1: hey I I guys! To buy
2: a video game. <laughs> this is where you work. I'm here to rent a video game.
3: <laughs> I. Oh, God. His video game. (laughs) I don't know what this place is that he works at, but this video game store.
0: Oh, God. I'm so excited to talk about it. So, (laughs) so before we get there, so Emma learns that her mom is Daisy from the files. That's like the one plot important thing that she actually learns um, from the files. And they they make so they make us wait a little bit to get that confrontation but not too much like they put one scene in the middle um and and the scene that's in the middle is that conversation with Jake and Brooke which i i do kind of enjoy that they are building up Jake and Brooke as platonic friends a little bit where Jake is kind of like being a perv to her and she's like no like i would never have sex with you like that would be like fucking my brother i swear to god Um, they have sex i genuinely was trying to remember i was like oh god do they actually have sex after she says this to him um and and then they kind of like they do like a little bit like a little back and forth and brooke's like hey you're being really creepy blah 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 Um, and then they actually start having a real conversation where Jake is, like, complaining to her about, like, Will getting on his nerves and, like, being really untrustworthy. Um, and then he, uh, they talk about Brooke having a quote-unquote college boyfriend, because it's apparently what she's been telling everyone, um, about her boyfriend, who is their teacher. (laughs) Um, and, uh... And they get into a very, like, metaphorically loaded back and forth talking about predators and prey. And Jake basically warns her that, like, her older boyfriend might be manipulating her and kind of, like, luring her into thinking that she's in charge in their relationship. (laughs) Yeah, I really liked that monologue. Yeah. My wife looked at me in the middle of it and was like, this guy has a great grasp on metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. He really
2: does. Bobcat and the shark. Yeah. Yeah, He talks about bobcats and sharks. And it is in character because he's like, you remember that viral video where like the shark thought it was like all the main thing and then that bobcat just like snacks it out of the water? Maybe you're the shark and not the bobcat. And I was like, damn, dude.
0: Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I I do like these little moments that kind of come through with Jake where they they show that he's either like a lot smarter than he comes off as or a lot more emotionally mature than he comes off as. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: I also think this does kind of play out because the picture that Mr. B finds in the classroom is her kind of like maybe I'm remembering it wrong but it's like her with like a whip as like a dominatrix kind of and then that yeah. parallel I don't think they did this on purpose but then that parallel is exactly opposite of what happens later in the episode which we'll talk about later
0: yeah yeah and and they also it like yeah I, I like these little moments because they do kind of remind you like oh yeah Jake is like extorting people like he is blackmailing people he is not just like a goofy like horny teenager yeah like he has the
1: capability to put spyware on people's laptops and blackmail them
0: yeah and he actually like genuinely cares about brooke which is nice to see yeah um so then we do get the scene with emma confronting her mom and they have a they they have like a whole big argument about it Um, because Emma is like, why didn't you tell me that, like, you were Daisy? Like, why didn't you tell me that you got this heart, this, like, literal bloody heart in the mail? Like, I'm also being harassed. I feel like this is the same person. Maggie is like, well, I was just trying to protect you. Like, I I don't want this to, like, be your whole life. And Emma says, well, I mean, I feel like you're only protecting yourself um and then maggie won't tell emma why the sheriff is looking for her dad so the the emma's dad mystery continues yeah. i feel like they're they're a little bit trying to imply that maybe emma's dad is the murderer
3: yeah that's a very scream one thing also
0: it yeah. is it does play out though
2: i still stand by my Brayden james is her real dad Theory. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say, I feel like you're probably onto something there.
3: That's a good theory.
1: It's like the Phantom, but bad and at a lake.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it it also like, I, I kind of don't buy it because they haven't really given us like any details about Emma's dad yet. They're like, oh, he's missing and that's the only thing that we know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And we know that he was the high school boyfriend of Emma's yeah, mom. But,
0: yeah, we know that he's, like, the only survivor of the Brandon James murders, aside from Emma's mom. Um, so, I don't know, maybe they want us to think that he's, like, fucked up and twisted because he survived the original murders. And now he's coming to murder a bunch of teens, but I, I, I don't buy it yet. They they maybe can convince me I don't buy it yet.
2: Your mom said I couldn't be in your life, so now I'm going to recreate the trauma that happened to me and her on you, my daughter.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> if I can't see you on weekends, then traumaville for you and your friends.
0: <laughs> we also, I don't think, know yet how well Emma knows her dad.
1: Yeah, we don't have, like, a gauge on that at all. We don't even know how long it's, been that her parents have been separated
0: long
2: long enough that emma's like hey mom how's that d game
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that could be anywhere from like a few years to like emma was a toddler
2: yeah well she does just say that her dad was the one who taught her piano when she was a kid but that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean they uh... were like not divorced
0: and like i i assume if like he hasn't been seen in the past few years like it's at least been a couple of years but yeah i don't know it's 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 a little bit odd so then we get the scene with noah and riley on uh on their date uh I, i've written for this noah blindfolds riley and takes her to a secondary location i'm impressed <laughs> that they only let you think for a second that she's gonna get murdered yeah because <laughs> when. Because he, like, leaves her in one place blindfolded, and is like, hey, stay right there, and, like, walks away, and they just, like, hold on her blindfolded in the dark, and then really fast, they're like, no, it's okay, they're just in a video game store.
2: What if it's Noah? Don't worry, it's not Noah. But what if it's Noah, and then they get (laughs) mad when you stop (laughs) believing it could be Noah?
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, what is this store Hi <laughs> vibes mm. funko pops
2: records and apparently teens can just bring pizza and play video games there or
1: i mean it kind of reminds me. we had like a, a comics and games store in our mall growing up called halo 13 that was like figurines cheese boy i'm talking um, that was, like, figurines and comics and videos, and there were TVs that would, like, play shows, and there were, like, old arcade cabinets, and we'd go every single Monday and play Magic the Gathering with a bunch of snacks <laughs> in the back corner. so I feel like it's probably that kind of vibe.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I think especially, though, like... <laughs> This one thing throws a wrench into that for me, which is that he mentions that he's the only one who knows how to reset the router, and I'm, yeah, I'm gonna take that as not a joke. <laughs> and I, I'm just trying to imagine what this store is like. Who owns this place? Like,
2: maybe it was the guy who oh, it was originally a record store, and then he was like, I also really love Funko Pops. And then he hired Noah and Noah was like, what if we got some video games up in this and anime figures up in this bitch? And he was like, you know what, Noah? Hell yeah. Anything to get kids in here buying more records. Oh, God. Yeah. And the
0: layout of this The layout of this store is also, like, baffling. Like, they have a, t- a-, a wall that has, like, three TVs on it. Just, like, mounted in a random configuration. Yeah. <laughs> just playing video games. They're all playing, like, Forza? Like, racing games? (laughs) I saw one shooter, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, and then Noah's like, Riley, I've realized that you don't know about video (laughs) games.
3: He Literally, the game he calls out is like, oh, you have to hear about the creative genius of The Last of Us.
1: (laughs) Yeah! And that's very twenty fifteen though, you gotta be it,
2: it, is. it is. It is and I was someone who in high school would have argued argued vehemently that video games were art, but if I had heard that as a fifteen year old or high schooler or whatever, I would have been like, you know what? Actually I was wrong.
0: They're not art <laughs> 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 Yeah, Noah's like, I realized that like you're missing out on like some of the greatest cinema of our time. It's in video games, and Riley's just like, "Well, I can't not fuck him now." (laughs) She can. Why? You can, Riley. I promise. Why does he?
3: Why does he assume she doesn't play video games?
0: What? (sighs) She's a popular girl
2: who likes boys who aren't like other boys, so she's never even (laughs) heard of a video
0: game
3: she's like she's also a musk head though so i'm like
0: that's true she she is into spacex she knows about mars it it would have been so funny if they'd done the same thing that they did with the elon musk thing and instead of her just being like wow i'm so impressed she's like yeah i know what a fucking video game is noah i play halo god
2: (laughs) We're going we're gonna to do a dramatic reading from Halo in class. I'll be Cortana. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Riley participated in
2: the I Love Bees org. Uh, shout out to the other
0: podcasts. <laughs> um, so then... uh they they cut away from like Noah and Riley starting to have sex on the couch in this video game store where Noah works Hey
2: worked. Hey they d- yes, yes it is where he works, but they don't finish
0: having sex. Remember? So they they don't. Yeah, I was going to say that, but they first they cut away um to Emma getting a call from the killer who is like, "Don't go to the police." <clears throat> Also, I'll kill your mom if you go to the police. Also, trust me. <laughs> Maybe it is her dad. That's
2: dad logic right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like, he's like, if you go to the police, I will gut your mom in front of you. Trust me, though. <laughs> and, Emma, and Emma obviously is like, absolutely not goodbye and hangs up. Which, good for her.
2: Yeah, good for her. Honestly, I'm not that well acquainted with horror movies, but like I feel like everyone is like making really good horror movie decisions in this show. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. I'm not going to play your games. I'm calling the police.
0: Hang up. <laughs> yeah, um and and then the killer texts Emma and is like, "Well, if you're not going to play my games, I'm going to play with someone else." Um and then they immediately cut back to Noah and Riley having sex, except they get interrupted because Riley gets a text from Tyler.
1: Chekhov's corpse, Chekhov's corpse.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so she she gets a text from Tyler that says, help
2: me. (laughs) And we, the audience, know that Tyler is dead in case you didn't listen to the first episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I liked that they really stretched out the dramatic irony on that one. That was fun they also (laughs) have a little bit in here where Noah and Riley basically turn to the camera and look you directly in the eyes and say, you should always use a condom when you have sex.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's a good... MTV was on the cusp. I wish television could survive longer because that's an important message for us to be having.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It just... (laughs) They just very much turn into like a condom PSA for 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, and Noah says, you know, they say if you're not mature enough to say the word condom, you're not mature enough to be using one.
2: You want me to- Let me me real quick demonstrate on this banana how it would work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I wonder if they were, like, asked to put that in there. Like, if you show teens- If you show these teens, like, having their first time on camera, like, you have to have them have a conversation
2: about using condoms. The FCC said so.
0: God. (laughs) So Riley calls an emergency meeting and she says basically, like, she texted Tyler back. He says that he didn't murder Nina and Riley believes him and everyone else is like, no, that's. Like he has to turn himself in. Like he definitely murdered Nina, and he's just telling you that he didn't. Um (laughs) and and Brooke says Brooke even says, like, yeah, I got the same text that I literally told him to turn himself in. Like, I, I don't believe that for a second. Um, Emma also doesn't believe it because she thinks that it's the person who's been calling her, who she's pretty sure is not Tyler. Oh yeah. Um Basically, Riley is the only one who's convinced that this uh that this text is real and that they need to help Tyler. Um, and she's convinced of this regardless of if he did or didn't murder Nina. Um, except Will and Jake are also semi convinced because they are mostly worried that Tyler is gonna rat on them to the cops. Um And Jake says okay, I'm going to text Tyler and offer him all of the cash that you have in exchange for not turning us into the cops. Um, And then, so we find out right before the wood stuff that uh, the sheriff wants to, uh, kind of wants Riley to be bait and, like, meet Tyler at a public location or, like, text Tyler to meet up at a public location so that the cops can bring him in for questioning. Um, and then a lot of stuff happens in the woods. Um, Will and Jake go to the woods to supposedly wait for Tyler. Um, Will doesn't think that Jake actually texted him. And Jake thinks that Will lied about where he buried the cash. Um, and they're kind of having their own little standoff in the woods. Um and Jake is like, well, this is all Nina's fault, and, like, she was trying to turn us against each other, um, and we have to help each other out of this, or we're just, like, playing into her hands, basically. um. And is like, eh, fuck that, actually. <laughs> they also do, like, a dramatic zoom in on a knife that he has, like, tucked into his waistband that yeah. never comes back.
1: They were both totally <laughs> ready to kill each other right then and there, Jake with yeah. the shovel and
2: Will with the knife. Look, boys will be boys. Yeah. Sometimes boys being boys means killing yourself and your friend in the woods with a shovel and happens. happens.
0: Yeah. Just guys being dudes. So the cops go to this like creepy public bathroom in the park um to try and like entrap Tyler uh and then he's not there obviously because we know that he's dead um but the cops are all like hiding in bushes um trying to like draw him out uh, and there's like one pretending to be riley who's like in a hoodie with her hood up um riley Brooke, and emma we find out are all at the police station just kind of waiting to hear what the results of this are and like if they've managed to find tyler uh, Riley and Brooke both wander off Riley like goes to get a drink and then Brooke wanders off because she gets an unknown like sender message that she thinks is from Mr. Branson uh, inviting her to the hotel room to have sex
2: yeah
0: Um. not an adult
2: <laughs> yeah not a single adult in that fucking police station being like where are you going young lady yeah they
1: where are the people in the police station they're all in the woods. Where in
0: the is there isn't
3: anyone.
0: <laughs> they're they're all in the woods. Yeah, they don't leave a cop to watch over the the teens. There's like a janitor. They're just alone. There. Yeah, that she was the, Yeah, there's so a janitor there. The janitor's <laughs> job was to
2: watch the teens.
0: <laughs> but yeah, they're just there by themselves wandering off in the dark. Brooke gets into her car and leaves. <laughs> like
1: even Emma's mom isn't there at that point when she was there earlier.
0: Yeah. And so then they, they like, they think that Tyler shows up at the park, but it's actually just, like, a random guy who is like, oh, yeah, I was paid $200 to, like, drive here and hand you this note. <laughs> and he hands the sheriff a note that has the branded James mask on it. It says, nice try. <laughs> Which is, I will, I, I'll hand it to the killer. That's pretty funny.
3: <laughs> yeah. Did they hand draw that themselves, like the, the little like? I feel
1: like I, they have a looked,
0: stencil. I, yeah, it looked like a stencil because I think later in in episode four you also see it like spray painted on a wall. Oh. So I think it's a stencil that they probably did hand make though.
3: Well, that's pretty impressive, still. Yeah. You gotta they hand it to up the finding killer. Finding
0: the killer
1: by tracking down what Etsy store they ordered the stencil from.
3: God. Yeah.
2: So much of being a TV killer is just, like, presentation. It's, you know, it's like Noah said, like, where do you get four Victorian dolls that look exactly like your friends? <laughs> you gotta make that shit. Well,
0: <laughs> I did I did write in my notes for that. They are custom-made Victorian dolls with Noah. Watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, Noah's a fake fan. We all know this. Noah's a fake Pretty Little Liars fan. <laughs> Um, so so yes they they don't find tyler they get a note from the killer um riley and emma are back at the station uh riley is like oh i feel bad about bailing on noah and was like don't don't worry about it like noah i'm sure he understands um and then the cops all come back and maggie's like hey uh tyler wasn't at the park It, it was a bust and they're and then they're all like Where's Brooke? (laughs) As if she hasn't already been missing for like half an hour or whatever. Um, And so Brooke is at the hotel by herself. Uh, She finds like lingerie and like a blindfold on the bed. But uh, Mr. Branson isn't there. She's by herself. Um, Emma and Maggie go looking for her while Riley stays at the police station. Uh, and Emma texts the killer and is like, hey, don't hurt my friends. And then the killer is like, I'm going to make you choose between Brooke and Riley. Um, and Emma says, no, I'm absolutely not doing that. <laughs> and then Emma does something that's conceptually very clever, but spoilers doesn't work. Um, she texts the killer and says, don't hurt Brooke because she doesn't know where Brooke is. and. Because she knows where Riley is, she's like, Mom, we have to go back to the station. Yeah. And she calls Riley and is like, well, I mean, she doesn't specifically say,
2: like, don't move a muscle. Stay there. I don't care if, like, there's a baby crying outside. Just stay there. But she's like, you're safe at the police station, right, Riley? And Riley's like, yeah, I'm good.
0: Yeah. Which is, like, if it had worked, smart plan. Yeah. I mean, smart plan, even though it kind of went wrong, honestly. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like if she just like held off a few more minutes before messaging.
3: Yeah. yeah, This would have all worked so well if Riley didn't have just like an innate trust in the concept of Tyler.
2: Yeah. 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 Does she have a crush on Tyler? She's like really into Tyler. I th- I think she's I just think she's... worried about him. Yeah,
0: sure. she's just worried about him. She's like the only one who believes that like there's probably something wrong, and like he wouldn't be going to them for help if like he didn't actually need help. I guess she was kind of his um, only friend, because like everyone else just kind of regards him as like Nina's
2: boyfriend, who we all tolerate.
0: Yeah, but so naturally the plan doesn't work out the way that Emma wants it to, even though even though it's a pretty good it's a pretty good and and smart plan, because Riley gets a text from Tyler, quote unquote Tyler. Uh, saying like hey like why did you send the cops after me and Riley's like we'll just come to the station and like we'll figure this out because she's still trying to like get him to the cops and Tyler's like uh well I like come out the back and like we'll talk and obviously the killer comes after Riley in the parking lot lures her out out into the back parking lot I did think that it was really funny that Riley is like texting and is like, "Where are you?" and the killer texts her right here and then stabs her. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> Just the absolute commitment to the drama. <laughs> yep. Um, but she there is like a chase. Like Riley, Riley makes the killer work for it. She, she does, but it makes
1: me so frustrated that she didn't just run back into the police station
0: yeah well again she does like the she does the scream thing where in in scream uh sydney and everyone are like oh yeah it's so funny like the the they always run up the stairs in the horror movie and then when ghostface comes after sydney she runs up the stairs (laughs) um yeah she runs directly into a dead end um, and then she climbs a ladder up to the roof and gets stabbed a bunch as she is climbing up the ladder, which is pretty brutal, actually.
3: Yeah, this is sad.
0: The fact it is. This whole scene is, like, really sad. I was, like, nervous um, the whole time. I was like, no, maybe second, she'll make it. The second her yeah.
1: phone starts ringing, I wrote down in my notes, oh, no, it's going to be Noah. <laughs> oh,
0: no. Yeah, they, they really prolong her death scene. It's very upsetting because yeah. she... She gets stabbed a bunch, like in the legs, as she's climbing up to the roof. Um, and she makes it onto the roof, and she bangs on the skylight, um, but nobody can hear her because they show like the janitor is down there, but like he has headphones on, and like there's nobody else in the station like around there that can hear her. Um, and then Noah like facetimes her, and riley is like trying to tell him like where she is and that she's been stabbed and then she dies in the middle of talking to noah on the phone oh
2: yeah
0: and they do like
1: yeah the last line where it's like it's so cheesy that it almost takes me out of it but i liked them enough as a duo that i was like oh man when she go when he
0: asks what she sees and she says i see our stars
2: yeah. I'm, I'm like tearing up right now hearing it
0: yeah this show has some genuinely upsetting death scenes in it
1: yeah i didn't go back and re-watch the pairing of episodes for today after the first watch i was like i don't i don't think i can do those ones again
2: oh no i did but i did not get to the murder time i was like you know what what if i went on tiktok instead and was happy <laughs>
1: Sorry, my roommate heard me saying the line about the stars and he just messaged me on Discord. Wow, I love John Green.
3: <laughs> John, John Green gets a shout out uh, <laughs> if, if, during this episode.
1: Yeah. Oh man. my god, yeah, they do quote the oh, whole night yeah. stars in this episode. Oh god. Earlier when it's <laughs> Kieran That's and it. Emma. Oh, yeah. oh man. Kieran and Emma,
2: though.
0: And then you find out that Brooke is still waiting in the hotel room. She has voluntarily blindfolded and handcuffed herself to the bed. Um, and she's been waiting there for like half an hour probably. Cause she she like finally is like, Well, I guess he's not coming, and she unblindfolds and she has like 20 missed calls from Emma. Um, and then Emma and Maggie come back to the station and they find that Riley is missing. Uh, and one of the like cops says that they saw a car outside that looked like Tyler's leaving the station. And then you get a really horrifying moment where Emma calls Riley on the phone, trying to find her, and she hears the phone ringing on the roof, yeah. like through the window. And they look up and they see Riley's corpse.
2: Yeah, it's especially the moment where she's like, everyone, everyone, shut up, like everyone, be quiet. And she like hears yeah. the ring yeah. and just looks up. It's
1: like, yeah, because you can hear the ringing for a bit while Emma's like trying to find it, and none of the adults are listening to her until she
0: yells it's so uh yeah it's it's upsetting and then the sheriff finds that tyler's car has been uh crashed like off of a bridge on the way out of town and uh it explodes when he gets there
1: yep yep and they, <laughs> they go the explosion decapitated him but we know that yeah. Chekhov's head is still out there
0: somewhere. Oh, yeah. The, the sheriff like literally shows up to the scene of this like crash. Like this car has been like careened off a bridge. Um, And they're like, wow, I guess we like guess we've solved the murder, everyone. We should make sure that that's really Tyler. And the car just fucking explodes. <laughs> It's like,
3: it's so abrupt. Uh, Going back to like, um, like the, the, the differing impulses of the slasher versus the, the mystery. I wonder, would this have all felt more, should they have kept Tyler being dead a secret? Like, should, should they have like kept the head rolling into the pool? Like, should they have kept that behind a curtain maybe? Maybe. I I think it's
2: kind of fun as the audience to have it and not have the characters know.
3: The dramatic
0: irony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I almost wish that they had, like, they'd kept up that dramatic irony a little bit longer.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense.
2: I feel like, though, if they, they released it later, we'd all be like, well, that was cheap. Like,
0: when did Tyler die?
1: Yeah, I like that we know from the start.
0: Yeah. I feel like they do they do more like dramatic irony stuff like that like throughout. Like they'll have something happen to like one character and then nobody else will know about it for like several episodes. I I love it when shows do do shit like that.
2: Consistency.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love it when you the the viewer are sitting there like, "Well, what are they going to when is everybody going to find out about this thing? And they really just make you sit with it. So, so yeah, that's the, that's the end of episode three. Tyler's car explodes. <laughs> well, I mean... No, yeah, that is the end of episode three. I mean, they, they cut back to Emma, but it's just like, Emma's distraught. The end.
2: Opening of episode four, Emma is still distraught because it's, the, like, five yeah. seconds <laughs> later, but she's in front of the police station.
1: <laughs> Noah yeah, has I... shown up and is also distraught and screaming at the cops which go off King
0: yeah I, I liked that Um, that there's no like time jump in between these two episodes like it ends with Emma at the police station and it the episode 4 opens with Emma at the police station and, and yes Noah and Audrey show up and Noah yells at the cops which big mood also Piper is there in the
2: background just like filming the corpse
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> um and 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 Maggie is like, "Hey, it's okay. Like the the cops got Tyler. Like they found his car. It exploded. He was in it." And Emma is freaking out cuz she knows that it's not Tyler, like for sure. But she can't really explain that to anyone else cuz she doesn't know who it is. And then Maggie, I guess drives all the way out to the car crash cuz she shows up at the at like the the scene of the crash to uh to tell the sheriff that it wasn't his fault that that Tyler died and and the car exploded um and then Emma shows up and she wants to know if they actually found Tyler's body and they're like no his head came off in the crash um so we haven't identified the body yet because there's no head uh but they do find the Brandon James mask in his car to which everyone is like well he's definitely the killer because we found the very specific mask
2: no one else could have this <laughs> definitely no one could
0: have put this here <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not and then we get like a little bit of of piper podcasting about mm-hmm. uh riley's death and like the manhunt for tyler and emma and brooke are like listening to it and Emma's was like can we turn this off like this sucks <laughs> She's, she's not impressed by a, by a, a podcaster doing a true crime podcast about their actual lives.
2: It's hard to listen to when it's your actual life. Yeah. Brooke feels bad about the whole thing, and I kind of, like, I like Brooke, and I stand by Iconic. But also, if I had to choose between Brooke and Riley to still be alive, I think I would have picked Riley.
0: Yeah. And
2: mm-hmm. it is kind of Brooke's fault. Like, stop wandering off. To have sex with your teacher,
0: please. Yeah, Brooke feels really bad that she was off in the in the hotel room instead of staying with Riley. Yeah. Um. And her and Emma have this talk about how they miss Riley and they wish that she wasn't dead. And then I guess time passes because we find out that Noah has like been sleeping at work. <laughs> Like, Audrey comes by to bring him coffee, and she's like, have you been sleeping here? And he's like, yeah. I thought it was just that he, like, s- slept that night there. I thought it was, like, the next day. <sighs> it, could t- it could just be the next day, yeah. I feel like well, it was, he didn't um, he's he just a sad he boy. Like, he's
2: staring into space, awake, doing nothing.
0: Yeah. Just sitting in the last space he was with Riley. <laughs> Yeah, and he's also been, like, doom-scrolling through their text messages, but, like, they never texted each other anything, like, poignant. <laughs> yeah.
2: The grief feels very inconsistent, because, like, Audrey's, like, semi-long-term girlfriend commits suicide. Like, Audrey has to be at the, at the basketball game filming the next day. Noah's, like, two-day girlfriend is murdered. Like, we get to have a long talk about what the Victorians would have done. Kind of sad. I mean, to be
1: fair everyone does deal with grief differently and i feel like they kind of set it up that like audrey's coping mechanism is to kind of throw herself into different types of work true and into like trying to figure out what happened trying to do things for rachel's family making the video of rachel whereas noah's just in sad boy hours
2: i respect that and you are correct
0: yeah, I I was thinking it like it feels also like they're trying to make Audrey a little bit suspicious cuz she kind of doesn't have a big reaction to everyone dying. Um but I think I think you're probably also right that they're just like showing the teens reacting differently and stuff. Um <laughs> I do like that While they're talking, because they're both like commiserating, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like we have to stick together. Like we're 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 both we have dead girlfriends now." Um, Noah's like, "The Victorians had it right. I wish I had a lock of her hair." (laughs) Yeah.
1: What a strange little man. He's he really
3: is. He's gonna do human transmutation. (laughs) Oh
2: God! No. We do get our uh, first Noah monologue after that, his his mini-meta monologue about how if he had punched his V-card, maybe he would have been the one who died.
0: Oh, yeah. And Audrey's like, that's a fucked up thing for you to
1: say. (laughs) I do have this note from, from later on in the episode, but it's also relevant here where I just wrote down... How many Noah monologues do you think Audrey deals with on a day-to-day basis? Like, off oh God camera?
2: So many.
3: Because
1: she'll, like, cut him off mid-monologue later on in the episode, so I feel like she's super used to it.
3: She can hear the music in the background building up.
0: <laughs> so they decide that they are, uh, they're going to solve this mystery on their own. Um, they they're going to become a vigilante crime fighting duo, and they are going to take down the killer all by themselves. Surely this will go well. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> and uh, and and then all of the teens go to a like a liquid town hall kind of situation with uh, the mayor, who we find out I think for the first time is Brooke's dad. Um, this is the the scene where she like very blatantly is like my dad the mayor because they haven't been in a scene together before this and the sheriff is there and he says uh yeah like we found like here's what we think happened uh we think that tyler attacked riley and then drove off and he drove his car off the bridge and it exploded um our forensics people are trying to positively identify the body but they're pretty confident that it's tyler because like who else could it be and audrey then confronts the sheriff after the town hall is like hey you're still trying to like solve rachel's murder right like you're not just gonna pin it on on tyler without any evidence um and the sheriff's like yeah of course um and and audrey's like being very like deservedly aggressive with with him um wanting to know what the situation is um and emma kind of takes her aside and is like hey like i don't think this was tyler and i'm worried that like everyone is gonna stop paying attention to this because they want it to be over and they think that they caught the killer um but i i don't think this is over yeah,
2: and Piper is just kind of, like, hovering in the background the whole time, but apparently later didn't get any of that. Like, didn't hear any of it.
0: Yeah, Piper is hovering in the background of a lot of these scenes. Yeah. <laughs> really needed to um, pay that actress for the day. <laughs>
1: but they can't do it to Kieran. Uh,
0: yeah. Kieran is busy. They can't-, <laughs> they can't just digitally insert Kieran in the back of these scenes. <laughs> My my wife pointed out during the scene that the score of this show, uh, is very likely inspired by the score of Twin Peaks. Yeah, I see it. And this was kind of the episode where we started actually realizing that. Um, I'm hold on. I'm looking up if the actor who played Kieran was like filming something simultaneously to to this, and that's, like, why he couldn't be in full episodes of the fucking
3: TV show? That makes sense.
0: Yeah. He was not. He was just... He was only filming this. Well, maybe he's Union or something. They're like, we're not giving this dude his fucking day rate. Yeah, he just... They just didn't want to put him in this episode, I guess. I wonder if, like, Um, we get enough
2: clout that we can, like, talk to the actors and be like, actually, my wife was giving birth during this episode.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. Um so then uh then they cut to uh Maggie in the morgue with the the crispy body of Tyler um and she is like struggling to find a usable way to identify this uh this body um and she talked to the sheriff, <laughs> sorry, in my notes it says sheriff voice, so no head. <laughs> <laughs> she tells the sheriff that like she's like yeah like we we don't really have a way because like we can't get dental records and the sheriff's like well why not and she says well like they've been dragging the creek uh but they haven't found the head yet
1: my notes throughout this episode just have Chekhov's head written in progressively (laughs) larger font size with more exclamation marks as the episode carries on oh my
0: god (laughs) Yeah, they. This is a yeah. This is another thing they really make you wait for <laughs> the the head situation. Um, but Martin, so there's no Will, head. Yeah, there, there's no head. So Will, unfortunately, returns. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he comes to visit Emma at work, uh, and she's sad because she works at a coffee shop, and Riley loved coffee. Everything reminds her of Riley. And Will is, like, comforting her in a way that, again, makes it very clear that, like, he still thinks that he and Emma are together, and Emma is trying to be very clear that they're still friends. I just have
2: in my notes, Will
0: can't stop putting
2: the moves on Emma, in all caps.
0: Yeah, he's like, well, I guess this is what being friends is like, haha, and Emma's like, yes, it is.
1: (laughs) really thinks they're still dating and that she's just still mad at him.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I hate him so much. <laughs> um, and then Brooke kind of uh, gives Emma an out of the conversation because she calls Emma and is like, Hey, I'm shopping uh, for funeral nail polish. Help me pick a color.
2: Marn, she's shopping for officially the Black Onyx Opie color. On her Samsung laptop, she sure is. Product placement.
0: <laughs> Product placement. <laughs> and then uh, Brooke finds out that the killer is running a uh, a chirpster poll for if uh, if Emma or Brooke should be the next to die.
1: I feel like that no one shows this to the cops.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, no. Brooke doesn't even like text Emma about it. Yeah.
1: Well, she doesn't mean like, that no one to go brings up this poll. <laughs> no one brings up this poll besides Brooke vaguely.
3: Yeah, this is really weird. Like, it feels like this should be, like, the plot of the episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like it should be a lot more plot relevant than, like, Brooke looks at it twice and is like, oh man, more people think that I should die. I feel really bad about that. Yeah.
2: It would be they should have put in a line where she like doesn't think that it's Brandon, like cause the like the username Brandon James underscore ninety-four is like a coincidence or something. Yeah. Something like that that creep Noah or something.
0: Anyone can make a chirpster account. <laughs> um, and then Emma has a really weird conversation with Piper, who is like People are gonna scapegoat the sheriff for all of this. I don't think Tyler's the killer. I also don't think that the sheriff is gonna be the only scapegoat. And then she leaves. Thanks for the coffee. Yeah, it's just like her saying a bunch of ominous stuff at Emma, who is just like standing there. So no tip? (laughs) And uh, and then Emma gets a weird package sent to her house, uh, which is an old yearbook from 1994. Stop um, opening packages. <laughs> Literally,
2: Emma is gonna please. die via
0: bomb. Yeah. <laughs> please stop opening them and getting your fingerprints all over them too. There's no like return address. Point, yeah, at this point, you should know to take it to the cops oh anyway she it's a yearbook from 1984 and all of the photos of the kids that brandon james killed are cut out of the book um and her dad's face is scribbled out with a message that says the truth lies where the mask was made i do like the convenience that all of the
1: photos cut out of the yearbook are on like the right side page so when you turn it You see the person and not the other person on the back who also got cut out coincidentally.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, that'd be terrible. (laughs)
1: Yeah. How how convenient.
0: And then Audrey finds Noah drunk at work. He is in his own he is in his own words grief gaming. That's that was Jacqueline's
2: point. That he's like, they can't fire me for being drunk at work, despite me being their underage employee. I'm the only person who knows how to reset the Wi-Fi router yeah. in the gaming store.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, Noah's a little bit spicy in this episode. Yeah, is <laughs> he's having Noah's a rough in, one. Noah's in his bad boy arc. <laughs> Which consists of drinking out of a red Solo cup at work so that we the viewers know that it's alcohol.
2: (laughs) Well, they can't give him a hip
0: (laughs) flask, (laughs) Marn.
2: Also, I want you to know that I immediately... I don't collect Funko Pops, but I immediately was like, is that a derpy do from My Little Tony Funko Pop? Like, immediately, as soon as Audrey walks in, my eyes were on it. I was like, I hate that I... Saw that immediately and was drawn to it immediately.
0: <laughs> oh man. So then Emma comes in with the yearbook and she's like, guys, look at this fuck up fucked up package I got. Uh getting more people's fingerprints on it and they they talk about like the message that says the truth lies where the mask was made um and noah is like yeah the brandon james mask like it was a surgical mask that was supposed to protect his sutures after they did uh surgery on his his face um but the hospital that it was made at has been abandoned for seven years and then noah's like we should go anyway though and i was like Are you you for real? (laughs) Like, this is obviously a trap to get us all killed. (laughs) And then Emma and Audrey literally walk, like, 10 feet away from Noah and are like, yeah, we should go to the hospital. (laughs) But we can't invite Noah. He'll be too excited. Which, again, like, Emma has some pretty good reasoning here, which is that, like, if Tyler's dead and he is the killer and the hospital was a trap, then it's safe because he like he's dead and there's no trap but if he's not the killer then like there's probably still something waiting for them there and then they'll know that Tyler's not the killer I really like the yearbook I think it's
1: a really cool plot device yeah I just think it's neat
0: I, I agree it's cool and so then we go back to the the uh police department uh the sheriff and Maggie are talking. Uh the sheriff is frustrated that people think that he's like covering up the investigation into Rachel even though it's like literally only Audrey I think who said that. Uh he's like frustrated because he delayed it by a day to like try and give her parents more time to mourn and like have her wake. Um and maggie's like it's okay i have your back like i'm i'm not gonna let people think that you're suspicious and then brooke talks to her dad because she's worried that her mom is like missing she didn't say it in so many words did she actually like come out and say it or she just kind of imply
2: it i thought she was just curious Um, and her dad was kind of like beating around the bush in a way that made not her suspicious but the audience suspicious
0: yeah, she she I think she says later that she has she just has like a bad feeling. Um cuz like we know from the previous episode that her mom is on some kind of like retreat. Um some kind of like spiritual retreat. Um and Brooke says in this episode that she like can't get in touch with her and she's really worried that uh her mom doesn't know what's going on in town and that there's like all these murders happening. Um and her dad, the mayor, is like, I I'm not worried about it. You can tell me about your problems. And Brooke is like, I'm absolutely not gonna tell you about my problems.
2: <laughs> Quick show of hands, who thinks the mayor potentially murdered his wife?
3: I I I, th- I, I think I'm showing my hand, but he's just so scary.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's he's got like if Rob Ford was like had energy to do things, and was good at politics energy.
0: They, they definitely really want you to think that he murdered his wife.
2: Yeah. I bet the real twist would be like, she's just like at a psych ward or something, and he'll be like, I had to keep it secret for my career as the mayor of this small, big town.
0: Yeah. Or, or maybe he did really murder her. Plot twist. Brooke's mom and, and Emma's really dad hard. have run off together. Ooh. Oh god.
2: Emma, I hope you win. Ooh,
0: actually. <laughs> I could I could see them pulling that though. Consider. What if they <laughs> run
2: away together to become serial killers? Perfect.
0: So yeah, so so they, they have this conversation. Uh we then get a little bit of Will and Jake. Uh Will <laughs> Will got into Duke. He got into college. He got into a good college um but he uh complains to Jake that like he didn't get a scholarship cuz he was kind of banking on getting this like basketball scholarship um and his dad won't co-sign for student loans and Jake is like well you know what we could do that would get you a lot of money <laughs> we could blackmail people
2: take over <laughs> the Nina and Tyler racket
0: yeah and this is this is when you find out uh like actually textually that the thing that nina and tyler were up to was uh blackmailing a bunch of people in town it's it's kind of implied because jake is like well we could finish what nina and tyler started um and they do they do actually say the word blackmail in this conversation um and they're like yeah like we the videos that we need um or like the video that we need to like have something over on this one specific target is still on Nina's laptop. Um and then Jake is like, "No, I have a copy of like all her files." Um and they won't have any idea who we are because like we were just kind of like a background part of Nina and Tyler's operation. So they decide that they're going to blackmail someone to get Will money for college. <laughs>
2: Which also, Will, you got into Duke. Surely, there's like a second-tier university that's willing to give you a full ride.
0: Yeah. Did you? It, it, surely he. Surely you have a safety school, Will. But
1: guys, surely you could go to Duke. Was the one that had the scout at the basketball game.
0: Yeah. Surely you could go to a state university, Will.
3: It's so funny because he did nothing to help himself either. Jake like tried to point the scout out to him, and he was like, no, I don't wanna I don't wanna know where he is. So just like he didn't even try to like play to the scout or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> he was nervous. <laughs> yeah, he was too distracted
0: by Emma and Kieran having a regular conversation. <laughs>
2: And the next scene um, is uh Audrey and uh Emma rolling up to the abandoned hospital in Audrey's very gay car, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, they uh they they go to break into this abandoned hospital, which is really just like It's in pretty, like, outwardly, it's in pretty good shape for an abandoned hospital. Okay, Marn, I was gonna say that too,
2: and then I remembered that there was a hospital in my town that was abandoned for years, and I thought it was just a working hospital, but it was abandoned the whole time, and then some kids broke in for, oh, they broke in for years, but then some kids fell down the uh, elevator shaft, and they had to, like, put up a sign that was like, Hey, kids, don't go in the abandoned hospital! Holy shit. They'll fall down the elevator shaft and then they put up a fence with the sign on it.
0: I don't, I think it might've deterred kids, but
2: probably not.
0: I lived near an abandoned hospital that, um, well, okay. It was, it was a, it was an abandoned hospital that was formerly a mental institution. Um, and it closed in like the early aughts i think but they were supposed to tear it down and um build like an extension of a local university there like they were going to extend the campus onto those grounds um and they originally uh couldn't do it because the whole buildings and grounds were so infested with asbestos, oh, that yeah. they were like, this is not a safe place for us to build anything. Oh my, oh. yeah. Um, and they finally, I guess, are doing it because the last I heard, they had they had torn a bunch of it down. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's my reference for uh, abandoned hospitals. Yeah.
3: <laughs> this is marble Hornets. Um, me.
0: and <laughs> <laughs> this is marble Hornets to me. Yeah, they, they, they go into this abandoned hospital. Um well first they uh they get weapons because Emma's like, I don't think the killer's gonna come after me, cause like he's had plenty of opportunities already and like he never took them and Audrey's like, I mean we should be careful and hands Emma a stun gun. A neon pink stun gun. Yes, a neon pink stun gun. <laughs> Um, and then Audrey herself takes a, just like a, a regular, like, tire iron. Butch. And then they go into the abandoned hospital and Audrey uh, makes a bunch of jokes. Is like, maybe we should split up. I, that's that's a really good idea, right? And I was like, it's not funny. Stop saying that. It's not funny. <laughs> Which I really liked. I, I really
1: liked the emerging dynamic of Emma, Audrey, and Noah. Mm-hmm. I, I refer to them in my notes as the grief trio.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: The final crew. The final crew. <laughs> Knock on wood, I hope so. Um And and that and that's also when uh we find out that the the voice changer that the killer is using is just like a regular app. Um because Audrey's like, Well, why don't well like why do you think the killer is a guy? Like the killer could be a woman because they're they're literally just using like this app to change their voice Hashtag feminism. Um hashtag feminism which i will say a little bit sus that audrey had that app on her phone and knew what it was like she does say that it's because of rachel's movie but true correct but like she without hearing the killer's
3: voice at all was like oh you read this wait that's strange actually yeah is this a hint it Could
0: be
2: I think Emma doesn't have it, but I think Noah and Audrey have um like uh, what's it like fourth wall powers almost
0: okay that's that's a little bit fair
2: because <laughs> like Noah is the only one who knows about the teacher fucking, apparently, like not even oh, Jacob yeah. and Jacob yeah. not Jacob, my Jake. Jake. Not even Jake knows. <laughs> Jake has like all the blackmail on everyone in the entire
0: school. That is true. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like maybe it's meant to make Audrey look suspicious. Maybe it's just like I I'm thinking about it too hard. Um. So then they they find a a, a trail of blood on the floor, just regular human blood.
1: I did write down. Oh, so it's a children's hospital. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Did also think that. <laughs> um, Audrey also says, when they find it, well, this can't be good.
1: <laughs> I also want to make it known now, as we're going into this scene. I also wrote down, I hope they find Tyler's head.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I I wrote down, I like that um they're using their phone flashlights in the hospital instead of regular flashlights, because it feels very like True to 2015 teenagers to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like that Audrey not Audrey, sorry. I like that Emma is holding both her phone and the stun gun in one hand for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really good. Not effective. <laughs> um, so they, they follow the blood trail and they find a pair of doors with the Brandon James masks sp- like spray painted on them with the same stencil that we saw used in uh in the little note that uh the killer sent the sheriff uh and they break through those doors and they find a room that is just like covered in tarps hanging from the ceiling um and like on the walls and there is a butchered pig just like hanging out under a tarp uh that they like they take off of it um, and they find that it has no head and in, and no heart, and so we have yet another Chekhov's head and the Chekhov's heart. And, no, well, we know where the heart is. Yeah, we, we know, know where the heart, heart. is because Maggie got it in a box. Reverse Chekhov's um, heart. <laughs> reverse Chekhov's heart. Yeah, they've given us a, an answer to a question that nobody was really asking. Um, so we have we have a a pig's head on the loose somewhere in this town. Um and then Emma flicks the light on and it lights up a bunch of x-rays on the walls that are of Brandon James. Um and they also find like medical documentation saying that uh the masks plural uh that Brandon James had were made for like specifically for his face after each one of his plastic surgeries that he had. Um, and they were all custom made. Emma's like, he looks so sad. Yeah, Emma <laughs> has a lot of empathy for Brandon James. Foreshadowing. Um, perhaps foreshadowing. Um, and then they see somebody like moving around and like walking around with a flashlight, and they hide. Oh, have they turned um, on the
1: lights at this point?
0: Like the X rays and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've turned on the X rays. Where's
1: the electricity? The hospital has been closed for seven
2: years.
0: They still have to a, have the tower because of
2: the local ordinances. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna say local ordinances because we still have to have water uh, run to a building that I that we have torn down at my company. We still have to like run water there for some reason.
0: Interesting. It is just the X-rays that turn on. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, so they, they see somebody walking around with a flashlight and they get ready to like go on the, uh, offensive and, uh, they, they like pop out to attack this person. And it of course is Noah. It's not the killer. Um, and they both get very mad that Noah's there.
1: (laughs) And Noah is Um, mad that they went without him. Yeah, of course. And that they almost
0: Uh, chased him in
2: the testicles. Yeah
0: and noah's like wow like it's a it's a genuine murderer's lair but like this is definitely super staged because like you found all of this stuff and like if this was actually their hideout they absolutely would not have hidden all of this stuff here (laughs) which i will give it to noah that's a good and fair point to make this is the part where he brings up
2: pretty little liars right
0: yeah, it yeah, it is. <laughs> it is absolutely the part where he's like, Yeah, like in Pretty Little Liars, like in Aisler, they have the like custom Victorian dolls and like that's never explained and it is Noah, you didn't watch the show. <laughs> that show is confusing. I've had Mike explain it to me
2: several times and I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs>
0: i recently read um a bunch of like written recaps of like the final season of that show highly recommend it is absolutely bonkers they like they i'm sorry to anyone who i'm about to retroactively spoil pretty little liars for they introduced a character's evil twin in the final episode of the entire show
3: god that's a power move for sure
0: literally they were like oh yeah this character has had an evil twin this whole time who's been like murdering people this whole season
3: anyway that's resolved the layers (laughs) thing really um the layers thing really makes me realize like this clicks in the place with how like the creators of the show want it to be like an elevated version of scream yes because the killers that we are being given as comparison here, are like it's Hannibal, it's it's the it's these it's these famous freaks, as opposed <laughs> to like like we're not getting like Michael Myers, like the, these are not mm-hmm, like slasher mm-hmm. killers are not the type to have layers. It's these like thrillers types.
0: That's a really good point. Yeah. And. <laughs> and they also like very explicitly call it like a teen drama thriller show and they're like we're not like this we're not like other teen drama shows
3: we're better we're because we're on MTV
0: exactly <laughs> with teen wolf <laughs> um and so then they they kind of go deeper into this room and they find um like souvenirs from the killers victims that are like also very obviously kind of staged for them to find uh they find photos of emma and they find nina's laptop just sitting on a on a shelf um and emma finally remembers to wear gloves (laughs) while touching evidence never before now does she do this but she pulls on a pair of gloves that she finds in the abandoned hospital because sure uh and she cracks into Nina's laptop and which I do not believe that uh that Nina wouldn't have like password protected her whole laptop because like you find out later that her her files were password protected i don't believe for a second that a teenager in 2015 wouldn't have had like a password to get into her laptop entirely
2: yeah she's a real shit laptop too considering how nice her parents house is
0: yeah like i would maybe believe that emma knew what her password was but I was like, there's absolutely no way Emma is opening that laptop and immediately getting into it. Uh and then they find uh a bunch of the a bunch of like encrypted folders labeled with different people's names. Um which we kind of have an inkling as the viewers are the like secret blackmail folders. Um, because we have seen Will and, and Jake have a conversation about this. Um, but Emma is convinced that it's a test from the killer. Uh to see if she goes into these files um and so she wants to give the laptop like she wants to turn it over to the police, uh but Noah and Audrey want to hold on to it and see what's in the files, and so they end up compromising um and Emma loads the files onto the s d card that Audrey has in her camera that she brought um but as they're doing this they hear someone else moving around inside the hospital this was this was quite a
2: thriller like literally like i was like
0: <gasps> i was so stressed yeah this is like a like genuinely like stressful scene where they're like trying to they're like waiting for a bunch of files to download <laughs> while like someone is moving around in the dark and they're like we got to go we got to go we got to go um, but they they make it out, uh, on, on kind of like as they're running out, uh, of, of this killer's lair, they see a Brandon James mask on, like, sitting on a shelf, and they try to pull it down, and with it comes Tyler's entire head. Yes!
3: <laughs> God. Finally.
1: Just in case you weren't convinced, you hear Emma shriek, that's Tyler. <laughs>
0: I like remembered that this happened and it still got me. Like I was still startled when it happened. It's gross. It's gross. And then they they like run out of the hospital and the cops are there. Um and they uh and the sheriff is obviously pissed because they've like fucked up all of the evidence.
2: Also, quick thing. <laughs> When they're coming in, they're using their phone flashlights, but as they are running, screaming out, they're all holding real flashlights, and I don't know where they got them. I'm assuming oh, maybe. Wild. Maybe, because Audrey didn't maybe have that no. big like prep bag. Maybe they came from in there.
0: Well, Noah, Noah, I think, has a legit flashlight when he shows up, yeah. so maybe he brought them. Yeah. He's like, I got a spare that's, for you, Audrey. That's a good catch, though. I didn't notice that. Um, they also used the, the like flashlight on Audrey's uh like actual camera at, at a couple points. Yeah,
2: maybe that maybe um, Audrey's holding that and I just misremembered.
0: Oh. Yeah, maybe. Uh so they so they run into the sheriff who is like, Well, you've like you've moved all the evidence around, like you've touched all the evidence and like and now it's all like tampered because 'cause you've been here. Um, and the sheriff also tells them that his like he and his his people like they they've actually investigated the hospital. It was like one of the the first places uh they investigated um while they were looking for Tyler, but none of the stuff that like Emma and Audrey and Noah found was actually there when they originally investigated. It was just like an empty hospital, spooky, which is fun. <laughs> I like that the killer set up a whole little diorama for them to find. Killer skills, and somehow, and somehow moved an entire beheaded, like bloody pig, into the hospital. Also, I mean Kill. that's
1: gotta be what the trail of
0: blood was, right? Yeah, true. That's true. I didn't think about that. Killer skills, um, it staging. Yeah, good at interior design and and so they they all get in trouble for obviously for like kind of tampering with this killer's lair. um emma is like well like the the killer sent me this package and like i think that more people are gonna die and i i want to stop it um and the sheriff is like look i believe you that it's not tyler who did these murders but like you need to let me investigate this without involving yourselves um, and he confiscates the uh, Audrey's camera because he he sort of knows that like they have evidence on there. Um, so he takes Audrey's camera.
1: I re- um, I really
0: like how Emma just
1: oh, like the sheriff is like, why didn't you bring this to the police? Like, why didn't you come here first? And she went, oh, because maybe last time I went to you, my friend fucking died here <laughs> at yeah, the station
0: is- on the roof. <laughs> Yeah, which is a completely fair point for her to make. Yeah, (laughs) Like, yeah, there were a bunch of cops who were supposed to keep them safe while that was happening, and they just didn't do that. For the rest of the
2: series, if Emma's like, I don't want to go to the cops about this, we all have to be like, you know what, Emma? Valid.
0: Valid. Yeah. I do think that it's a smart, writerly decision that they did that. That they, like, had one of Emma's friends right off the bat be killed at the police station, kind of, like, on the police's watch. Because then, it, 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 like, we are all nodding when Emma says, I don't want to go to the police. I don't trust them to take care of this. Yeah. And it doesn't become kind of a a situation of us being like, oh my god, just, like, go to go to the sheriff, tell the sheriff what's going on.
3: Um, yeah. I, I would not trust this chair specifically because throughout these like these first four episodes you can tell that he is like in his mind becoming Sherlock Holmes to himself. Like yeah. early this episode he says something about like, Oh, he's got the upper hand on me. I underestimated him. <laughs> like, this is not your Moriarty, dude. This is like you're a you're a cop. You're not like you're, you're, you're living yeah, he's a living in your head rent
2: free he's never the killer's never even thought of you
0: yeah the killer like specifically is not calling him on the phone <laughs> Go back to Brooke for a little bit. Um, she she is winning the uh the death poll that the the killer put up, and she feels bad about it. Um, and and she talks to her dad because her dad comes by and is like, "Hey, uh, your mom sent you a present." Uh, and and she's like, "I have a really bad feeling about like mom, and I hope that she's okay." Um, and the mayor is is kind of trying to give her a a pep talk. But then he gets a mysterious text that uh, is very obviously from Will and Jake because it says time for another hundred dollars. I'm sorry, Mart. I believe it says another hundred K, doesn't it? Oh, you're right. I missed the K in my notes. Um, Yeah, it says says, time for another hundred K, like GPS coordinates tomorrow. We'll get you that tuition. One hundred
2: dollars at a time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so this is how you find out that uh that Willa Jake's grand plan is to blackmail Brooke's dad, the mayor
2: well, I mean, clearly it was working out great for Nina and Tyler before they were murdered.
0: It's true it it does make me wonder what they have on him that they can get this much money out of him. I
2: swear to God if one more person has sex with an adult,
0: <laughs> so Brooke then goes to the 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 murder lake to like be by herself uh and and she has another like pretty nice conversation with jake uh who turns up because she she texted him um and and she's like sulking because she thinks everyone hates her um and and they just they have like a nice moment together um she she tells jake that she she feels really bad about herself and like she doesn't like the person that she is who's like the person who left Riley alone at the at the police station and got Riley killed. Um and and yeah, I thought I thought the scene was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like when Brooke and Jake get to like be genuine friends and have actual conversations with each other. <laughs>
2: and be like a bad person who's like, you know, I'm a bad person. I do kind of vibe with that.
0: Yeah yeah i like that I like that they let the teens talk about their shortcomings as people and uh and then Noah and Audrey, we find out have the s d card uh from Audrey's camera. They just took it out of the camera before they gave it to the sheriff <laughs> um, and they take it back to Noah's uh work to the video game store, but they find out that they ejected the card too soon, so there's only one file on it which I don't think is how SD cards work. Sort of I liked that they
1: didn't get the full files. I liked that they got corrupted bullshit from injecting it too early.
0: Yeah, I mean it makes it makes sense that like narratively they like it I it's it's probably good that they don't have like the whole solution to everything. <laughs> I did that to an SD card once, but
2: I only ended up with the audio portion of what was a lot of video.
0: Oh god. Yeah. Um and, and so they uh they try to open it up and it's password protected. Of course Noah's like, I'll I'll crack it and starts running like a bunch of different bullshit like hacker programs <laughs> on his three monitors. Yep.
2: Montage.
1: It doesn't go too well yeah. for him.
2: It could be worse. It so doesn't we could get a third hand in there. Audrey's like, I'll help out, like in NCIS.
0: Um and then we get like a an, another little scene with Emma and Piper. Uh Emma's at work and Piper is at the cafe and and Piper's like, "Yeah, I, I I'm pretty much done. Like I've I'm wrapping up my podcast. I'm planning on getting out of town." Um and Emma is sort of like, "Well, I think you should stay, but I can't tell you why." <laughs> um because Emma sort of knows that like she'll get in, in trouble with the police if she tells Piper anything, and uh and and Piper's like, well, if you think that I should stay, but you can't tell me why, then maybe I will stick around. And simultaneously to this, Noah gets into the secret folder on the SD card, uh, and finds a file with Emma's name, and it is in fact a video. It file of her and will having sex and um it has some kind of like fail safe program that uploads it to a list serve that then sends it to every cell phone in town i think was the implication which like really shout out to tyler because like this is insane yeah like yep. it's it's very obviously just kind of like bullshit t v show logic, <laughs> but we love but it for that do yeah, even in
2: the, in the realm of the show, still shout out to Tyler, Foster kid, somehow, his parents trust him with a muscle car and Packer extraordinaire, and hot, I think technically,
0: yeah. Somehow wrote a program that lets you text every single phone in town at once. A video of all things. A video yeah, a video. Which I I don't know if phones in 2015 could handle that. (laughs) Could handle videos that long. Probably they could. Smartphones were a thing by then. So yeah, so every everyone uh at the at the cafe gets a text of Emma and Will fucking on video Uh, and Emma recognizes this as uh, a video of the night that she lost her virginity and that's where the episode ends crazy I wrote uh oh team (laughs) in my notes (laughs) I wrote oh no Emma
2: your titties I don't know what I wrote because my notes were on a big pile of post-it notes that I lost
0: I suspect that next episode is going to have a lot of Emma and Will fighting (laughs) That's my prediction. Yeah. I hope she hits him with her car.
1: <laughs> Bring back the two by four.
0: Yes. <laughs> do you think that Will Well, I ge I guess he, he he would have to know, huh?
1: Not necessarily. I was gonna say, do you
0: think that I was gonna say, do you think that Will knew that uh that Nina had like a blackmail folder with this video in it.
1: I don't think so. Will is like, if there were a negative version of a himbo. Yeah,
2: but like, also a, a, a
1: himbo know, with negative lie. connotation.
3: Is, is that, is, is that, is the negative version of a himbo like, just like a goon? Like a, like a, like, <sighs> oh. like, like a tough for a henchman?
2: Yeah, but goon, goon implies thickness, yeah. though, and himbo also implies <laughs> thickness. And will is not well; it doesn't um, himbo. You can be a skinny himbo, I think. But
1: he's pretty and he's dumb of ass, but he's not pure of heart. Yeah.
2: Is there? There's like goons, and then is there like a, a like a guy who stands next a, to a goon?
1: There is a himbon't. <laughs> a himbizant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's close enough, yeah.
0: A nimbo. (laughs) We're inventing entirely new terminologies for this man. (laughs) He
2: does inspire- whatever you can say about him, he does inspire us to creation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This show is really inventing a new type of guy. (laughs) a little bark bark so so overall what, what what do we think about the these two episodes where are we landing on these
2: i didn't have as much fun as episode 1 and episode 2 cuz noah didn't get to do like a bit, we got like two and a half noah monologues and i really <laughs> think we should keep our four noah monologues per epi- per two episodes consistent but uh I think it was it was very important. Like I was it was the medicine. I was like, okay, we're getting all the good stuff in, so that way we can have more fun next time.
1: Yeah, it felt like it it shifted genres a little bit more, like it stepped away from the camp a lot. It was way less campy in these two episodes and leaned more into the teen horror and drama and thriller of it all.
3: Yeah, I, I there were a couple of highlights for me. Like, I think Riley's death was very well done, and uh, uh, like otherwise, it's kind of bland.
0: Yeah, I think, I think this is kind of. I mean, it 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 is definitely more of a mystery that we're getting into in these, in these two episodes, and. I think this is kind of, uh, they're trying to make it a little more slow burn because they have to get through a certain amount of episodes, Um, but to that end, some of the episodes become boring because they're like, well, we, like, this is the episode where we go to this very specific place and do this very specific thing, and that's as much as the plot can progress. Because we have to do this for twelve episodes, um, but yeah I, I I agree. I think there are interesting moments. I really like Riley's death. Um, I like a lot of the stuff in like the the abandoned hospital um and i I like that the the teens get to have some kind of smaller interpersonal moments in these, and they're and they're developing more as the as people from what we've seen of them in the in the first couple episodes,, yeah. Oh. Yeah.
3: especially Brooke.
0: yeah Yeah. again i really like brooke i like where her her character goes i'm very excited to for that to play out more (laughs) um i didn't say this last week because we had only watched the first two episodes does anyone have a theory about who the killer is
3: uh okay i i want to put my hand up and put it on my heart and say that i got spoiled Uh, uh I, oh no dur- during the last episode, I glanced at the wiki for half a second No, oh,
4: that's how I was like you. oh i'll look
3: at i'll I'll check the episode two wiki while we're recording to to see you know the just to remember the to like the plot exactly as it happened and then I was like, oh, there's a trivia section how interesting oh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> anyway i i'm i'm i i'm s I'm giving the stage to the to the rest of you to guess
1: feel like i had more theories last week than i do this week interesting
2: can i i think i maybe said this last week i'm the only person here who i think hasn't listened to last week's episode my theory as it stands because i mentally am still trapped in pretty little liars it's someone that we have never met and we're gonna get to the killer and we're gonna be like They'll be like, and it's so and so. We're gonna be like a Scooby Doo episode where you miss the first part, and you're like, "Who the
0: hell is that?" <laughs> I think that's a pretty good theory. <laughs> I I think that is something the show would believably do. Yeah. I think my wild card answer also... is Piper. I will not confirm or deny a single thing. Good. So you you may have as many theories as you like. Piper is I a think... twisted little freak
2: like that.
1: Yeah, she shows up so quickly Mm -hmm. is the thing she's like there the day Nina gets murdered
0: that is that is true I didn't think
2: about that also why are you already there the concept of a true crime podcaster who's making their own true crime is just too good for me I just love it too much now
1: yeah her, her episode about Nina's death comes out like the day after Nina died that's very fast um Especially if you have to get to whatever town this is in the middle of nowhere, you know? I do think it would be interesting if Rachel was involved somehow, like, not as a killer, but has interacted with the killer in the past. I still think that that could be a direction it's going, whether that ends up leading to Audrey or not. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I I think, I mean, I said this last time, I think they do a pretty good job at the stage of really making it anybody's game. Yeah. Like they there's a lot that they keep you in the dark about and they they kind of put a lot of the characters on equal footing of like, oh, well, like they seem capable of like doing this thing and like they were off-screen during this, so I like maybe they were here during that time. Um cuz again, there's a lot of a lot of characters who are just unaccounted for for like large portions of of the show. Yeah. As they're going on. Um, yeah. So uh, before we close out. We can get into MVPs and LVPs. Uh, I think that my MVP for this week. Is Audrey. For taking care of Noah. Who is grieving. And also having the foresight. To bring self-defense weapons. To the abandoned hospital. <laughs> yes. I think my LVP for this week is Will, for all of the reasons that we have already said <laughs> in the past two hours. <laughs> it feels self explanatory at this point. <laughs> Fair. All right, who else has MVPs, LVPs? Um, I'm gonna cheat. I've. Uh-
1: I've got them. I couldn't do it for the pairing of episodes, but I've got them for each episode. Okay, that's fair. Um, For episode three, my MVP is Jake, just because I think him being in his villain era really drives the plot that whole episode. (laughs) True! (laughs) And I think getting to see a lot more of Jake and the different directions that he can drive the story is setting up some cool stuff for the future. Um, and then my LVP for episode three is Brooke because she does go off to the hotel and just waits for the teacher, and it's like, girl,
0: buddy, pal. Um, Riley is dying. This ain't about her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then
1: for episode four, my MVP is Emma because she is totally willing to walk into a trap all by herself just to prove that. It wasn't Tyler, and that there is still a killer out there. Like she was totally ready to just walk in there and be murdered and be the next murder victim if it meant that the investigation continued. And then she yells at the cop,
0: and I think that's <laughs> neat. Uh, Again, I don't understand why people hated Emma so much when this originally aired. She's fun. I mean, we we know yeah. why. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like we we know why. But I felt like a. I I feel like a really common thing that like people would say is like, oh, she like doesn't do anything. Like she she's not like an active protagonist. So like, gish yes, she is. She very much is.
1: Um, and then my LVP for episode four. It pains me to say this. It's Noah. <laughs> Noah is my LVP for episode four. He has his moment right at the start of yelling at the cops, and then he's just in Sad Boy Central, and he does almost get tasered, and he gets a little too confident in his coding skills, and sends that video of Emma to everyone by accident. Oh, Noah. Oh, Oh, Noah. Noah. My sweet summer child. Bless his heart.
2: (laughs) The meow-meows of (sighs) meow-meows. I know. My MVP is going to be Emma for good hospital, not hospital plan, good, um, like, chirpster villain dealing with plan. It didn't pan out, but you know what? It was a plan, and she, like, she double-checked before she sent the text, like, really thought that was gonna pan out for her. And I'm also gonna say my LVP is also Noah. Noah, if you're gonna do this kind of shit, disconnect your computer from the Wi-Fi. Try to send shit out now.
3: <laughs> oh. Uh my MVP is going to be Kieran for figuring out that the best way to avoid a slasher killer is to not be in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and my LVP is going to be Riley. Sadly, uh the worst this is again, if you if you die, you lose. <laughs>
0: That is true.
1: You die in the game, yeah, you die in real life.
0: Get good. I do, I, I do think Kieran's right if it sucks <laughs> with the bricks. <laughs> just walk out. You can leave. <laughs> Slasher killing your friends? Just walk out. I mean, technically, these people are his oh, friends. Man. He
2: just moved to town. I have no stakes in this. Anyway, bye, guys. That is true. He just got here. I'm gonna go become a ward of the state. Your your
0: town sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, if I had just moved to a town and like uh people started getting stabbed, I would also just be like, well, I don't need to involve myself with that. Sounds like a problem for somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> like. Clearly this is a part of your town's history, and uh, I have nothing to do with it. Good good on Kieran. Good for him. Um. Oh,
1: I would like to emphasize an additional point for why Brooke is the LVP for Episode 3, is that it wasn't even a text from a fake Mr. B. It was unknown number.
0: <laughs> yeah! And she still it- went! straight up was just an unknown number and she was like yeah this seems this seems right yep oh man um that that is gonna do it for us this episode Uh, if you would like to follow us on twitter you can find us at dthp pod um you can also find episodes a week early on the moonshot patreon which is patreon.com slash moonshot network and um we still don't have a sign off don't get stabbed (laughs) don't get stabbed don't get stabbed don't get stabbed (laughs) just don't
4: (laughs) as long as i'm you as long as i'm with 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 you as long as 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 i'm with you as as i'm with you
2: Nicole was your typical hopeless romantic, moonlighting as a fanfiction writer. Claudia was a hard-headed activist with a YouTube channel
0: and the mysterious past. When Nicole hit a deep funk in her writing, Claudia suggests one of her hidden passions Romance novels. Now the two have fallen into a world of endless handsome hunks, doe-eyed damsels, and lascivious lovers. It is now their sacred duty to rank
3: these novels on three criteria. Their steaminess.
1: I had to fan myself off.
3: Their dreaminess. She's not missing anything without him, but he makes her life better. And their meme Cal wouldn't be in some small-town pie-eating contest, that's not why he left me.
0: <laughs> Join our heroines every other week as they overcome unhealthy relationship archetypes, thesaurus-abusing authors, and anatomical inaccuracies to prove that love can conquer all
4: on the Three Little Words podcast, only on the Moonshot Network.